Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. Cashing Out Podcast is back. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And guys, before we get into Ohio State and Iowa this weekend and our and our score mm-hmm. predictions and where we are in, in our contests and everything, I got some uh, some fun stats to throw out at you guys, especially NFL-wise, because I got to tell you, this has been, for me, one of the toughest <laughs> stretches of trying to predict games uh, that I've ever I've ever seen, and uh, th- some of these numbers will, will tell you probably why. First off, the under now in the NFL has been hit more than it's ever been hit before, which is incredible. So scoring is down, which means all those people who like to do props on uh, how many passing yards or first touchdown score or any time touchdown score, things like that. That is way down. So just some of those are down. But how about this? I want to I want to throw this out at you guys uh, here real quick. So the NFL Survivor Contest, there were 6,000 people in, in it in the Circa Sports Survivor Contest. Now, just six weeks in, 94% of the entries have been eliminated. They're down to 382 of the over 6,000 entries. You got uh, just crazy stats. The public was all over last week. The Chiefs and the Bills, 85% bet the over in that game. And, of course, we know that the public takes it on the chin, and the final score is 24-20, and it's under. What the heck is going on in the NFL? What's your take uh, on what's going on, Anthony? Yeah, I don't, I don't- the take I have is that gambling this year is a uh, a non-winner for the public. Yeah. It's been I don't and I was talking about this with my brother the other day. I'm actually surprised anyone is left in a survival pool yeah. because and then the other part is a lot of times you and I and I don't know if Mark does this, but you and I when we do a lot of parlays, we we just find money line favorites to throw in for some added value. Now mm-hmm. we're not going to we're not going to throw in a a 14-point favorite or something like that. We're not going to throw in Buffalo against Pittsburgh. But what we would do is throw in the Packers at home at Lambeau against the Jets as an eight-point favorite. Add some value to a three-team parlay or a four-team parlay and just get a little more money out of it. Um, And we would do that. I mean, the Packers at home against the Jets lose 27-10. to They were an eight-point favorite. Um, There aren't too many other money line favorites – that have really come through. I mean, it seems like every week we are getting just crushed on that part of it. Like, there are one or two teams every week that are just laying an egg, yes. and there's there's no way out of them. I mean, so you either have to go with your two-team parlays, and so with the survival pools, it just always seems like every week this year, I can't name a week where there wasn't something that was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. And it's I can't imagine Vegas has got to be cleaning up every site like, I know that sports gambling is going to be legal here in Ohio very soon. Uh, there's 72 days, Anthony. Yeah, and, and <laughs> if we're using this, the first six, seven weeks of the NFL, as like a promotion, a teaser, hey, you got to get in on this, this would be the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, this would really be something would. you want to run from quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Mark, 
if we had just bet all unders in the NFL so far this year, we'd be doing okay, especially these primetime game unders. I mean, what's, what, what's your take? I mean, this has been a, a strange six weeks, hasn't it? Absolutely. The problem with the unders is that they're not fun to root for. You no. know, you, you like the points to be scored and, and you like the over. Uh, what I my, the, my secret this year, because I've been getting crushed on NFL just like everyone. Uh, example, last weekend I had Falcons, Seahawks, Dolphins, all money line parlay, and then the Dolphins blew it. You know, Falcons won for me, Seahawks won, and the Dolphins blew it, so it was crushing. Uh, but my secret has been NBA. So this so far the first two days uh, of the NBA, I've been killing it. I've only lost once. And what I like to bet on are these points, rebounds, and assists mm, for yep. you know some of the superstars. And I've been I've been doing well on those to kind of help offset my NFL losses. Why do you? Why is it that you can't bet unders on props and parlay them? Yeah, I don't. Why? Why is it only overs? So the reason why would be, let's say a player gets injured during the game. Okay, so let's say you want to parlay that he will not score a touchdown, that he will go under the yards, yeah. that he will go under the amount of catches. If a player doesn't play or gets banged up, you know, injured, out for a quarter, whatever. So it's the insurance for them. So yes. it, so they're only putting a number out there that. So really, it's almost like this hidden, hidden vig for them. Like it's a protection yeah. against, like you're saying, where um, they set the over under on if a guy's going to presumably play the entire game. And like you say, it's a violent game. A guy gets dinged, and so it's their protection. So they'll set the number high enough where they'll feel like you know you're going to go over. But even hitting the over to them is probably the underdog. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Because most people are going to bet the over, um, you know, and, and look, obviously you can parlay a lot of the over prop bets um, and they're correlated, right? So yeah. a lot of times you and I and, and Mark, we've, we've talked about doing, uh, okay, a, a player's going to have six receptions. Well, he's probably also going to have the, the number of yardage that is required to, let's say it's uh, six catches, 62 yards. Uh, even if you put those two together, it is not like doing a two-team parlay as far as mm -hmm. odds go. They will bring the juice down on that. So, like, uh, a two-team parlay is generally going to pay two and a half to one. Well, a two-prop parlay is probably going to uh, is probably going to pay somewhere around one and a half to one. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not quite the it's a correlated parlay. They know it. The odds know it, um, and they they bring that juice down and. and I think the reason why they don't allow that with unders is probably because of the, the injury factor. And, and, and Mark, is that, is that what you would guess too? Cause I don't know. I don't, I don't bet NBA. Can you parlay props as unders in the NBA? No, it's, it's exactly what you're describing. Okay. Um, why doesn't it work the other way though for, for everyone else? You know, if the guy does get hurt, then the, the bait, the bets off, right? Yeah. Why doesn't it go the other way for the consumer too? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Listen, nothing is built in for our advantage, right? Let's all, <laughs> right. let's all be honest. It's all slanted towards them. I just was, you know, every time we bet a prop parlay on a Monday night or a Thursday night, it's always over. And I'm just assuming they're sliding that number. Not only they're just because you have to bet over You're it's a forced feed. You have to bet over. So now they can't set the number so high where they're not getting action. Like, they have to at least tantalize you enough to get you to bet the over. But I imagine it is, it's sliding a little bit as an advantage towards them. 
Yes. Based on the projections. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you guys a quick funny story. Mm-hmm. So DraftKings uh, does this, you know, boosted promotion, right? Mm-hmm. So they decide to, on the Monday night football game, that, okay, we're going to send out this promotion that if Justin Herbert throws one touchdown pass, uh, and the normal odds would be minus 800 that he throws one touchdown pass. But we're going to let you go to plus 100 on this. So we're going to change the juice on it. And uh, so they limit. So they let everybody do it for 100 bucks. And basically it's like a, a bonus. And, okay, I'm going to get an extra $100 in, in my account. Well, a ton of people did this promotion. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Justin Herbert throws 57 times the most in NFL history. Uh, for a winning quarterback, but does not throw a touchdown pass. So everybody who piled in hundreds hundreds of dollars into their account, expecting that bonus to come through, uh, they all lost. I got to tell you, that is <laughs> unbelievable. Because you think it's going to be free money on, yes, a, on a it uh, was on a nationally televised game against Denver. Even a dump off to Eckler, he's got to get in. Like mm-hmm. something's going to happen, and. Uh, believe me, I'm a Herbert owner in fantasy, so I was yeah. like, I cannot believe <laughs> that they're getting the red zone and they're not scoring uh, through the pass. But uh, that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They win every way. Yep, yep, they win every Man. way. They got a bunch of new people signed up, and a bunch of people lost their money right away. Well, I, before we go to OSU yeah. Iowa, I do want to say one good story, one good betting story. Um, uh, somebody hit a parlay of a lifetime on Sunday. I wish it was us. Mm. It was not us, but for $55, this was their parlay. They threw $55 and these were all Sunday afternoon games, Mm -hmm. all one o'clock Sunday games that they, uh, parlayed together. Steelers live money line, uh, the Vikings live money line, the Seahawks live money line, the Colts, the Falcons, the, the Patriots, the Bengals, the Giants, the Jets, they threw them all in at the same time. For $55, they walked away with a $400,000 win. You're talking about before kick on all the games. No, the, the, this was after oh. the games had already kicked. They oh. parlayed all these live. <laughs> I wonder what those games, what the scores were at the time. Yeah, I'm curious, because at the time, the Steelers were plus yeah. 200 money line. Because I'm starting to think about those games in the afternoon. Now, the Colts were down seven nothing, I think, in the first quarter against the Jags. So they probably bet them then. Yep, because um, they're they were plus three forty on the money line. And what are the other games? Steelers, you said? Steelers were plus two hundred. The Vikings and the Steelers live were, were a leading favorite. that game at halftime. So Yes, so, but okay. they were still an underdog uh in the live odds. All right, go ahead. What's the next one? Uh the Giants money line plus two hundred. So the Giants money line plus two hundred. They were playing the Ravens. They were down 10-7 at half, so I don't know when they made that bet, but they, mm-hmm. weren't, they weren't crazy out of it. Okay. And then you had the Jets live money line at plus 240. 6-6 six, six at half at Lambeau. I mean. But people yeah. expected the, of course. the Packers to win. Yeah. So. And you said the Vikings-Dolphins was in there? Vikings-Dolphins yeah. in there, yep. Well, it's funny because the Vikes were up at half. They were up 10-3 at half. Mm. Um, that's a lot. See, I wouldn't have guessed that 55 would have brought that back. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, what is it, 8 Games one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's a nine. It's a nine-way parlay. The Seahawks were leading that game fifteen to three at half. So I'm just wondering when these bets were made to bring back that kind of a haul. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. By the way, speaking of the NFL, real fast, you know, I looked at some Super Bowl odds, and I got to tell you, this is slanting towards like three teams. Like 
if, if we could find an underdog that we think might get it, there's good value out there, but I don't think it's a good bet right now. Like the Bills are the overwhelming favorite, plus 280. The Eagles are plus 550. And then you get to Kansas City at 7-1, and one, and then it kind of falls off a cliff a little bit. Tampa's at 13-1. to one, Vikes are 15-1. to one. You don't trust either one of those right now. No. Now, I think there is value on Tampa because someone's got to win that division, and if it is them, then you think Tommy may get – could flip a switch in the playoffs. And if you're in the playoffs facing him, there is some confidence there. Certainly you have that guy in the playoffs. So honestly, I don't know if you guys see anything else. Now, Dallas, I got to check their odds. They're getting Dak back. Um, I know the Eagles are going to win that division, but that may be another team to look at. But I'm telling you right now, as far as NFL futures, there aren't a lot of plays out there. No. like Because I don't think you'd feel good about betting anybody other than those top four teams right now. Like I said, and maybe you could throw in Dallas. Um, Mark, do you see any NFL future? Dallas is 20. Okay, so I see there is a little value on them, but they got to get in, and then when they get in, you'll have good value on them. But um, it looks like right now it is a three-team race for the Super Bowl. Mark, anyone? I don't mind that. Yeah, go ahead. I don't mind Kansas, Kansas City seven to one. Yeah. I, I think that's worth a shot from a value perspective of everything else. Yeah, I mean, I think what happened—the reason you're getting them seven to one—is because now the Super Bowl feels like it would go through Buffalo and not through Kansas City. But you're exactly right. You have Mahomes, and in a non-series, you know, it's one and done in the NFL playoffs to have that team at seven to one, and. You know, that would give you some hedging opportunities probably if we got to that game. So I agree with you. There is something there. I'd have to check to see what others exist. But I just thought it was interesting now that it's really, really heavily now. All right, Mark, if I I were to give you Bills, Chiefs versus the field as far as Super Bowl, are you taking Bills, Bills, Chiefs, or are you taking field? Bills, Chiefs. Mm -hmm. You are too, Anthony? I am too, yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I would too. I know the Eagles are sitting there on the other side, and one of our teams is going to beat the other, so we, we don't get two bullets. Well, I mean, we get two bullets to get to the game, but we're going to lose one of them. Yeah. So you're right, um, but I don't – I mean, like I said, what other teams do you trust against those two teams right now? The Eagles. I think yeah. is. I think the Eagles is the one team that – You would take the field then? Uh, I would take the field. Okay. I would because of um, – Jeez, I mean, just the the possibilities of an injury. Um, that, we're in weeks. We're in week seven now. That is always there. I'll give you that. That um, there's always a chance of something changing. I have that that famous line: Vegas doesn't tell you what's going to happen. They just know something will happen that you don't think about right now. And it's not like these two teams can play each other in the Super Bowl. And I and that's, that's what a factor. I mean, right? So they're, they're going to take each other out. Yeah, one one will be taken out in the in the playoffs, and one will have to win a Super Bowl game. Um, okay, so let's move on to Ohio State. Last uh, last week, obviously the bye week, but two weeks ago, uh, we all took Ohio State on the spread. We all got that point correctly. Uh, we all took the under, and Ohio State ended up just going way over, almost over in the first half against Michigan State. And so uh, none of us get the the point on the total. And uh, you, Anthony, get the first point on the first touchdown. I believe it was Marvin Harrison Jr. who you took. Is that right? It was, yeah. So you got the point there. All right, this week we've got Iowa. Uh, I've seen the spread anywhere between 29 and 30. 
Uh, I think for us, let's put it at 29 and a half. So there's no uh, no chance of, of the push. Uh, Mark, first shot at score and um, uh, over under. I got Ohio State 42, Iowa 10. And uh, for touchdown, I'm going to take Smith and Jigba on the return. Ooh. I like that. Anthony? So I was thinking about this coming in today. And it's one of those things, like the first thing that jumped into my head was, how is Iowa going to score a touchdown in this game? Yeah. Like, unless there right. is a turnover and they get a short field. Like, although I thought the same thing against um, Rutgers, right? And they got the muff punt, and then there's a quick touchdown pass, and then there you go. The other thing I thought about is, do I really want to send this thing over because of Iowa's defense? And I started thinking, well, if Iowa doesn't have an offense, then Ohio State's going to get a bunch of short fields. And they're not going to have to go 80 yards most of the time. Or maybe they'll go 55 yards most of the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm running, I'm driving in today. And I'm thinking, what's the number like flashed in my head, like 38-3. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, that seems, that kind of solves both problems, right? It's giving Iowa's defense a little bit of respect, but also knowing that their offense stinks. And it just doesn't feel right. I mean, I heard Mark score there, and it's like he's going over, right? 42-10, he's going over. So the over-under is 49, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, they're at home. They're coming off their bye week. This is the largest spread against an Iowa team that Ohio State's had since the mer- since the split of FBS and FCS. So it's the largest spread we've ever seen hmm. Ohio State v Iowa since. The and they're late- not playing a ton. No, since the late seventies. Yeah. Right. Um, the team totals are interesting because I like to look at team totals to help me with my score prediction and. I'm right around where Ohio State's team total is with 39 and a half. And Iowa's team total was nine and a half. So my 38 to three score is right around where Ohio State should be, but it's low on Iowa. Like they're with Mark, like or Mark's with them, where that they're going to get a touchdown, unless they're counting the nine and a half as three field goals or something like that, which I guess is possible. But I looked at the rankings, and out of 131 teams, yep. I was 127th in points per game, 131st in yards per game, and 130th in yards per play. Yep. How does that suddenly get better in this place against that team unless there are turnovers? Um, so I'm going to up it a hair. I'm going to stay with the under. I don't know why. It just I'm going to give Iowa's defense a little bit of respect here, and I'm going to go with a score of – 41 to 6. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. So you have it at 47 total points. Yeah. So just under. Okay. So you are going under an OSU because you have them winning by 35. Um, so here, here's where I'm at. I have Ohio State covering. I just have the under. Yes. Yeah. yeah you have OSU and the under. All right. I love the stats that you brought up. Bringing up Iowa's numbers are mm. – it's it's hilarious how bad their offense is. Um, you know the funny, the crazy thing? This isn't funny. But the last time Iowa and Ohio State played, which was 2017, Iowa was a 21-point underdog mm. and ended up winning that game by 31 points. Okay, so I, that's not going to happen Saturday. Um, but, look, these numbers just are so bad for Iowa's offense. It's It's incredible. Um, gosh, I, I have a stat here. Iowa has 12 red zone trips this season. 
Ohio State has 27 red zone touchdowns. <laughs> so it's just ridiculous. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio State scoring more points than you guys. I have them scoring 45. I'm going to go 45 to 6. So I have Ohio State. I have the over, um, which is the same as you, Anthony. And, uh, Anthony, I need your first touchdown score. So you're going Ohio State and over? Yes. Okay, so I'm Ohio State and under, and Mark is Ohio State and over. So I'm the only one on the under? That's correct, because you yeah. had 47 total. I have 41. Mark six, had yeah. 52 total. Yeah. I have 51 total. Okay. Um. Boy, do I want to make the safe play here and just keep going running back, which seems to be the way to go. Um. But it also feels like they could victimize them in the air as well. But I don't want to take – Mark's already has JSN off the board. Yep. Um, I heard Marvin Harrison Jr. say today that how do you defend both of them now? They're both in there. And he said, you pick one and pray. So <laughs> maybe that's a sign here for me to go double down. And, and I'll give Scotty a little more of a, a gift on the ground guy. So I will take Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. Again. Okay. So here's my issue. Which running back? Exactly. I mean <laughs> – right. Uh, I'll go, I'll go Henderson. I'll go Henderson. So, all right. And I wanted to give you a couple quick before you say this. So I was looking at some all, some college playoff odds and I found something pretty unique here. Um, so the Buckeyes are the biggest favorite to make the playoff at plus plus one eighty. Um, it Wait, almost plus one eighty. I'm minus? sorry, plus one eighty to win it all. Oh, um, okay. That, I'm I'm sorry. They're plus one eighty to win it all. They're the favorite to win it all to make the playoff though. Bama is now plus 160 just to make the playoff. Okay. And I know they got to win them all, and they don't look like a team that, that is poised to win them all. The other one that was interesting to me, and I know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but Clemson is only minus 125 to make the playoff. Their mm. schedule is a gift. You're not leaving an undefeated Clemson team out of the playoff. I don't care what happens. No. So that's a gift. The other one that would be interesting to me is if you really do like Tennessee and it's time to go in on them, they're plus 260 to make the playoff. Now, they'd have to beat Georgia. Yeah. That's going to be very difficult. But if they did, and I heard some guys talking about this, don't just bet them plus 260 to win the playoff. Right. Bet Georgia not to make the playoff and and combine those, correlate them, because why don't you get both? Because if Tennessee beats Georgia, it's very likely that Georgia will be out. Yeah. Um, but here we are trying to figure out the SEC and how many teams will get in. But those two jumped out at me. Uh, Bama plus 160 to make it. Clemson minus 125 to make it. Yeah, I think my initial reaction to that is I- I'm surprised at Clemson's number. I- I'm more surprised at Clemson's odds there. Uh, basically almost being even money. Um, I would have thought it would have been closer to like minus 200, minus 250, something like that, because the rest of the ACC is not good. Yeah, Tennessee has to go to Georgia. They also, they do get Kentucky at home. So their biggest one is at Georgia. So if you did want to go all in on, because you guys could explain it to me. If Tennessee beats Georgia, Tennessee is definitely going to the SEC title game. Right. Where the presumably they will meet Bama. And... Whoever wins that game is getting in. Now, it'd be cleaner if Tennessee would go on and just win the SEC, beat Bama a second time. Is there a way that if Tennessee get, beats Georgia, gets the SEC title game, beats Bama again, that Georgia could slip in the back door? 
just yeah. as a very, very good team that lost to Tennessee, but it would, the loss would be at home, though. Yes, and and the reason why I think that, and 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 they need Oregon to continue to yeah. play well. Uh, and Oregon plays UCLA this weekend, they need so to knock that undefeated team off. Yeah, yeah, Oregon right now is a top fifteen team, and yeah. so that's one of the quality wins. You know, like Ohio State. Let's say there's some people saying that you know, the loser of Ohio State and Michigan should still get a chance. The problem is there's not going to be any quality wins for whoever loses that game because Michigan played a trash non-conference schedule and Ohio State's one non-conference game was Notre Dame. And that's not looking impressive, obviously. So, you know, the loser of that, I don't think is going to have enough juice to get in. No. Um, But Georgia losing with a quality win against Oregon to me, I think they could still get it. Yeah, that's a great point you just made because now if Penn State can somehow – now they're going to lose to Ohio State, but Penn State would have to beat – Illinois has to keep winning because if Illinois keeps winning, they could be close to a top-10 team by the time Penn State plays them. Yeah, that's true. So then true. Penn State would have, would have a victory over – I'm sorry, Michigan, my mm, bad. Michigan yeah. will, will have beaten Penn State, who was a top-10 team at the time, and – Let's see if Illinois can be close to a top 10 team. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Michigan would have enough if they lost a close win to Ohio State because they have two close to two top 10 wins then. That's true. That's true. That, they would actually have a better argument than Ohio State. <laughs> All right, Mark, uh, I've found a couple odds now. Obviously, we're still uh, more than a month away from Michigan, Ohio State. We're going to end on this. So there's an early line out on Ohio State, Michigan. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I want you to guess – what you think that line is right now, Michigan at Ohio state uh, still what six weeks away. What do you think that line is? 10 and a half would be my guess. Anthony. 10 and a half. That seems awfully high. The way Michigan's playing right now. I, I would, I mean, I would say I can't get it to double digits. I can't do it. I'm trying to think of what would. So you think I lose my uh, double digit bet? No, no. Your 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 bet was what the result would be, not what the spread would be. Right, right. No, they could still beat them. I'm just saying that the op the kickoff spread I don't see I being gotcha, double digit, yeah. but they could still cover. Right, right. And, and do that, and so you're still rolling on that. I would say right now the advance line on Ohio State Michigan spread would be today would be seven and a half. Okay. Mark hit it dead on. It is ten and a okay, half. I'm I'm blown away. Yeah, that's... I'm blown away that it's that high right now. The way what Michigan did with their running game. Now I will say it <sighs> was, it was thirteen, but it is now ten and a half. When was it thirteen? Uh, the thirteen was a few weeks ago, but now it is ten and a half. Wow. That is the early big game line. I'll tell you the Georgia Tennessee line. You want to guess at that real quick? This is. Tennessee at Georgia, <laughs> what the line is on that one as of today. I mean, Georgia's got to be favored. They're at home. Um, five and a half. Mark? I'd say six and a half. Much higher. It's 11 and a half. Oh, come on. Georgia's wow. 11 and a half. Now, Again, you're giving that offense 11 and a half points. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Again, that'll be at Georgia uh, a couple couple weeks away from that, but – all right, those are your look-ahead lines. Ohio State, Michigan right now, 10 and a half. Interesting. All right, that's going to do it for cashing out for this week.
We will see how we do on our Ohio State-Iowa picks. And uh, next week we're going to do a little NFL draft of teams. So join us next week.